Hello and welcome to Build Momentum, a show where we explore thought leadership and education. I'm Sarah Williamson, the founder of SWPR Group. And I'm Katie Lash, the director of the East Central Educational Service Center. Together, we explore how to leverage key partners, your constituencies, and the media to authentically impact your organizations and the leaders who champion them. We can't wait to get started, so let's dive into today's show. We're so lucky to have Tom Vanderark on today's episode of Build Momentum. Welcome, Tom. Thank you so much for joining us, the CEO of Getting Smart. Welcome. Great to be here. Yes, and Tom, I think nearly everyone knows who you are. But just in case, can you tell us about you and your journey to launching Getting Smart? <laughs> There's a couple book-length answers there, but I guess that was, I'm a recovering engineer, an entrepreneur, had a midlife career change to education, uh, was a school administrator in uh, the state of Washington. And then I had the chance to step into philanthropy. I helped Bill and Melinda start the Gates Foundation Spent a decade there. I ran XPRIZE Foundation for a few years, a prize philanthropy, and then launched the first EdTech venture fund in the country. So I've been an investor four different times in my career. So I'm a student of education, the future of learning, and investment strategies to get us there faster and more equitably. My wife and daughter started getting smart 12 years ago, and I joined them full-time about eight years ago, and they, they've continued to let me hang out here. <laughs> I love that. Well, you're writing and talking about some pretty impressive things at Getting Smart. So I'm curious, what are the trends you're seeing and hearing right now with districts? What are the top challenges they're facing? And what are the murmurings that we want to talk about today? Yeah. So it's a complicated time on many fronts. I think most districts are in the middle of the great snapback to trying to get back to something called normal. Yep. They're even facing a lot of challenges doing that, despite having some leftover recovery funds in their bank accounts. I think that they're finding many, in many cases, their enrollments are down. Their kids are coming to school less often. They're less engaged. And when they're there, they're dealing with more trauma and this general lack of engagement. So I think even folks just trying to get back to normal, it's challenging. And then I think around the edges, we're continuing to see leaders in school districts and networks create the future of learning, uh, learning that is more engaging and more intentional, more connected to community. And we've tried to describe that work in our new Pathways campaign, where we're trying to describe this tension between intentional sequences of learning experiences linked to opportunity with the ability for students to become co-authors, co-pilots of their learning experiences and learning journeys. So our work is sort of in between those spaces of the inventors and those trying to get back to normal. Yeah, isn't that true? That's fantastic. Something that Sarah and I have talked about other times, and I'm really curious to hear your opinion, Tom, is how do you think we're going to see AI evolve and the evolution of things like ChatGPT, which is evolving like every evening when I log in, there are new features. <laughs> so I guess I spotted AI as an important global trend in 2015. And then in 2016, we launched a campaign called Ask About AI when it became clear in 2016 and 2017, that AI was not just coming, that it had 
infected, often in a good way, every sector of human life. And along with it, the big data and the Internet of Things, it made every sector computational. So I think we went through that threshold in 2017 of moving into a new era of computational work and life with smart machines. I don't think that was really apparent to the public until November, maybe a few months before when Dolly came out and you could create an image. My Peloton image is now this very cool AI-created image of a very studly bike rider. (laughs) And then remember when everybody created their own AI images for their social media? Oh, yeah. That was the first hint, but we've never really seen anything like chat GPT and the way it exploded worldwide. It was really the fastest adoption of any app we've ever seen. The fastest that any meme, I think, has really gone to scale in human history. And it has, in a you know a matter of 90 days, I think really changed the global dialogue. And almost everybody really struggling to understand what this kickstart to the fifth industrial revolution is really about. This new revolution of, let's call it from last October, is now this new era of human-machine interface. And the new paradigm of life and work is diverse teams working on new problems with smart tools. And so I think that's the new nature of work. And what I think we're in the early days of is trying to understand what would an education for that sort of life and work look like and when and how is the appropriate use of smart tools in human expression, right? In writing, in art, in coding. I'm generally favorable about using smart tools as they're available. I think the calculator analogy is a relatively good one. And I'm in favor of teaching math as if computers existed. And so I'm in favor of teaching writing, English, composition, as if chat GPT existed. But like a million English teachers out there, I'm still trying to understand exactly what that means and how we do that and how we authentically provoke and assess growth in learners. Right. So I have to ask you, because you referenced this, I am a huge fan of the book Human Work in the Age of Smart Machines, written by Jamie Marisotis and Illumina. Have your paths crossed before? Sure. You've been at events with Jamie Marisotis? Yeah, I'm a like president of this fan club. I've known Jamie for 20 years and interviewed him right after that book came out. And that was like, for me, an early signal of this new paradigm of, you know, the next hundred years are really going to be about figuring out how we partner with smart tools to do things never imagined. Yes, I love that. I, I can be your vice president. I don't think you can be president, Tom. I thought Katie was president. <laughs> okay, I love it. So... That is perfect segue, Tom, because I want to talk about how employers are navigating these waters. I mean, in terms of students, we're obviously not preparing our students effectively. No fault of teachers, but it just, everything is shifting so quickly. Employers in certain communities are stepping in and saying, hey, no, we want to support you to get these kids prepared for the real world and the jobs that we need that we're not able to fill right now. In fact, you just wrote a recent blog about this, St. Frayne Valley School District where I graduated. It was so fun to see my former hometown in... Longmont, Colorado. Heck yeah, baby. I went to Longmont Estates, then Sunset Middle School, Niwot High School. Oh, did you go through the IB program at Niwot? Do you want to rub that in? Really? Seriously, you're going to bring that up on my own podcast? No, I don't think you need an IB program to succeed in life, but thanks for bringing that up, Tom. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. There's some benefits to it, but... uh... 
I just had an ayahuasca in IB school. Yeah, yeah. That's not why I went there. I just lived in that area. St. Brain is a great example, maybe the best in the country, of a responsive school district, one that is highly responsive to its community and to the changing nature of work and life. Mm -hmm. And I think Dr. Haddad, Superintendent uh, Don Haddad, has an interesting take on this where he talks about foundation and innovation. And foundation is making sure that they have a system that builds valuable skills in every learner and then prepares them for innovative learning experiences. And that combination of foundation and innovation has really served them well. They have a beautiful collection of career pathways in the district, and they've launched now four P-TECH schools, which are, it's a 914 model where you can earn an associate's degree in a technical field and get work experience along with it. So I think it's probably the best robotics district in America. There's wow. 200 robotics teams in 60 schools, and they are the perennial state and national champions. Their innovation center has some of the most cutting-edge programming of, of any institution in, in the United States. So it's a very thoughtful, very well-led district. The senior management team has been together for 10 years. And I guess last thing on them is that they are relentlessly optimistic, relentlessly positive about the role of public education in Longmont and in Colorado And you don't have to look very far on any social site to find them talking about the things that are going right in in St. Brain. And so I appreciate all those things about St. Brain. Yeah, I will add that I did take a CTE course, a couple of CTE courses in high school, including auto mechanics when I was a sophomore. Very fascinating. All right. Yeah, thank you. Valuable skills. It's all about putting, right? We think every student should be a CTE student. Mm-hmm. You think even college graduates should be employable? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Sarah, that was back in the day that like CTE would have maybe been more standalone, right? Like you had to like take a CTE. Like I, now I think you'd be so impressed with some of the integration that folks are pulling off. Pretty cool. Uh-huh. So, okay, Tom, we heard through the grapevine and you referenced it earlier as well, that you have a new book coming out all about pathways and the variety of ways the students succeed. So, and again, like Jamie Marisotis references this too, all of the ways to be successful beyond a, a traditional college education. So would you share more about that project? Well, before I do that, I want to talk about my last book, which is called Difference Making at the Heart of Learning. So this came out during a pandemic, but it's an interesting proposition. I guess my discovery of 2018 and 19 is that key to, we think the key to education today is helping students develop a sense of identity and agency, understanding their strengths and interests, and then understanding how and where they act on the world. And we find particular benefit in encouraging young people to spot opportunities to make a difference, to design solutions, and to deliver impact to a community. The Keen Network Engineering Unleashed is America's leading engineering schools that all believe on opportunity spotting and solution designing and impact delivering. They call it entrepreneurial mindset. We called it difference making. And the key, we think, is creating space for students to identify and frame and take on projects. Um, You know, in in the past, we've always just given students small bite-sized assignments with right answers. 
And we think the agility that's required today and the agency that's required today means that every once in a while, we have to invite students to frame up an issue and to manage a problem to a successful delivery of value. And so that was an observation in difference making. We celebrated those schools as schools alive with a sense of possibility. And our new book, New Pathways, is really an effort to try to describe how high schools in particular, but we go from middle school through post-secondary, but how high schools in particular can construct these pathways that include real-world learning opportunities and difference-making opportunities. So it's an exciting space that's full of a lot of paradox because we want pathways that link directly to opportunity, but we want them to be supple enough, agile enough that students have the ability to co-construct, to co-curate both experiences and their journey. So it's really a way of thinking about trying to create coherent pathways with students linked to opportunity, which is linked to their strengths and interests. I imagine you might be talking about that tomorrow at the World of Work conference. We probably will. We're really excited about what Cajon Valley is doing. It's a K-8 district that is developing a high school to extend what we think is the best career exploration program in the country, uh, worldofwork.net. And we're co-hosting with them the World of Work Summit, which starts tomorrow, where teams are coming from all over the United States to talk about the role of work-based learning, internships, client-connected projects, and other forms of of real-world learning. I can't wait to hear about it. Katie's going to be there too. You have to give us a full report. We have a whole squad from rural Indiana headed that way. Are you an education leader, the leader of an ed tech company, or a member of an organization supporting education? We continue to hear from leaders like you who have a story to tell, a message to share, or an important initiative that needs greater awareness. Three years ago, that's exactly what we heard from Doug Roberts, the CEO of the Institute for Education Innovation, when he approached SWPR Group. This led to the launch of a groundbreaking new award that was unlike any other in EdTech. The Soup's Choice Awards, judged exclusively by K-12 superintendents, set IEI on a path to market dominance, increasing vendor partners and superintendent members by more than 30% year over year. Jamie Candy, the CEO of Edmentum, shared with SWPR Group, the EdTech company's desire to tell district success stories and to elevate the leaders behind their organization in a more thoughtful and strategic way. Throughout the past two years, SWPR Group has established consistent and regular media coverage, authored compelling op-eds, and secured interviews highlighting success stories while also inserting momentum into timely topics like AI with national reporters. At SWPR Group, we provide public relations, communication strategies, and thought leadership support for today's changemakers and the brands they champion. We work together with our clients to bring their mission to life by consistently delivering high-quality content, creative communication strategies, and transformational results. What story do you want to tell? Reach out to us using the link in the show notes or visit our website at swpr-group.com. Yes, yes, we're excited about the Indiana contingent. There'll be folks from Kentucky and Arkansas, Colorado, and 
half a dozen other states. Fantastic. Okay. Well, kind of in, in tandem with that conversation, you mentioned the entrepreneurial mindset. And we've done an entire podcast series about that on Build Momentum. But I absolutely love the idea of, of inspiring our kids at a young age to be more entrepreneurial because it definitely is lacking in public yeah. education today. And what are your thoughts on that? How are you supporting this thinking? Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. You know, one the pandemic was a human tragedy, but it is interesting to note that in 2021 and 22, there were 5 million business starts, almost double the historical um, level. And so we have seen, a, for some understandable reasons, a big uptick in entrepreneurship. We think that's exciting. The, the rise of the platform economy has made it much easier and created many new on-ramps for people to step into employment, to create a new business, to create a campaign. So the platform economy has just has enabled a new wave of entrepreneurship. A recent ASA, American Student Assistance, ASA.org poll of Gen Z students is that about half of them had strong entrepreneurial aspirations. I'll have to admit many of those included being a content influencer on social media, but <laughs> there are really historically strong entrepreneurial aspirations. And so we think it has to be a high school priority now to incorporate entrepreneurial mindset and entrepreneurial pathways uh, into the high school education. You know, we've had a hundred years of college and career readiness focused on getting a job. Mm -hmm. And there is still in our field almost no attention paid to making a job and to becoming an employer. And we think it's super important. One of the exciting things about the Real World Learning Initiative in Kansas City is that 35 systems, 85 high schools share this goal of real world learning, including giving every student a shot at entrepreneurial experience. And that's really the largest region that has made that a priority. And we're really excited about many of the 75,000 students in that region are taking up entrepreneurial activities, sometimes during the school day, but sometimes in after school experiences. Many of the DECA clubs and the FFA clubs are supporting entrepreneurial experiences. So it's, it's great to see a region on fire about entrepreneurship. That's fantastic. More of that, please. I love that. Are they going to be at this conference? Because, Tom, we need to have a sidebar and get them in this conversation with us when we're out there. Yes. Bill Nicely from Coffin Foundation will be there talking about real-world learning and uh, entrepreneurial mindset. Awesome. That's fantastic. Okay. After all that, I'm curious, where are you most hopeful about education and how we're moving forward? You know, it's been a hard time to be a teenager the last two years. Yeah. We can't underestimate the toll that it's taken on our young people. You know, we're having young people graduate in a month or two that spend half of their high school career in sort of in lockdown in their bedrooms, right? If they had bedrooms. And so I don't want to minimize the cost of the pandemic, but what I'm most excited about is that there's never been a time in human history where there's been more opportunity for young people, more opportunity to step into work that matters to them and to their community, whether that's in school or out of school, or as we were just describing, we're starting a social impact campaign or starting a business enterprise. It's never been easier 
to do work that matters as a teenager. And so for me, for 30 years, I thought about education as preparation. And now I think we can create environments where students are experiencing success in what's next. They're actually doing work that matters. That's project-based learning. That's work-based learning. That's enterprise. And I'm just excited to see the number of high school students around the world doing extraordinary work, making new discoveries in, in science fairs, launching new businesses, calling us to account on climate change. High schoolers are now difference makers, and I'm super excited about that trend and what it can mean for them and for us. Yeah, I love that. Okay, and selfishly, I'm just curious about your perspective as a thought leader and education. SWPR Group, we're a PR agency. So we're always advising organizations and companies and leaders on how to be influential within the space. How would you advise other organizations and leaders to follow the same path that you've taken? Obviously, you're very successful. What insights can you share? Well, it's a great question. I think it really comes down to making a commitment to adding value, to looking for unique ways that you can add value to the sector. So that's a spirit of giving back, but it's really, I think it's related to this opportunity spotting, the beginning of entrepreneurship. It's finding opportunities for you to contribute uniquely. So that can be as simple as starting a blog and building the discipline of regularly sharing information that might be useful to somebody else in the sector. You guys are doing that with a podcast where you're making a commitment to say, we're going to capture useful thought and we're going to share that and have the discipline to build a, an audience around that contribution. I was listening to a couple of Kevin Stoller podcasts, Better Learning, this morning while I was riding around Phoenix. And, you know, he's a guy that sells furniture and he's been doing a podcast for the last few years just to share insights from education leaders. And he created a nonprofit to support the growth of school superintendents. Does he get some business out of that? I bet he does. But it's as a result, a huge commitment of his time to create learning spaces for system leaders and learning experiences for system leaders. So I think it's that spirit of contribution and the discipline to do it over time that really can add up to make a big difference. And, you know, not only for the sector, but also for the cause that you're trying to advance. Yeah, we couldn't agree more. So what you're saying is product pushing doesn't work, right? <laughs> no, you really have to, I mean, even when it comes to sales, it's really about trying to identify problems and help people solve those problems. So it's really walking with that sense of humility to listen first, to find ways to add value. That's really what selling is about. Mm -hmm. I think it's an extension of that sort of service mindset. Absolutely. Oh, Tom, this has been so incredible. Thank you so much for the opportunity to chat. We're so grateful. Well, thanks for asking and thanks for the discipline I've given back of just trying to produce something that's of value to the sector. It's what we think it's all about. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Have a great trip. Thank you. Tom, if listeners... Oh, yes. 
Where can listeners find you? We want them to find you, obviously. If they don't know where you are already. Go to gettingsmart.com. Perfect. You'll find me at gettingsmart.com. I'm still on Twitter at T. Vanderark. I put all my school visits and early morning bike rides on Tom Vanderark and Instagram. And if you're into cooking, epic.veg is where you can share your latest vegan creations. So, Wow, who knew? Check it out. Straight scoop here on Go Momentum. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> If you're looking for more of this thought leadership goodness for your organization, you're in the right place. Visit us at swpr-group.com to learn more about how we work with education organizations and their leaders, superintendents, and influencers to increase your impact. Again, that's swpr-group.com. Thanks for tuning in today, and we will see you next time on Build Momentum.